Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, it's time to go through that portal. Step into the glowing portal. The instant you step into the glowing portal, your surroundings change. You're standing on a broad, well-beaten path that winds through a vast and tangled thicket of green, thorny vines. A thick, grey scene of clouds churn endlessly in the dim, sunless sky above. Behind you, hovering only inches above the ground, is the glowing portal through which you entered this strange realm. I can enter that portal, but I'm not done here yet. Okay, looking around, looking around. Start on the south side, going to southeast. Rising out of the middle of this section of the path is a large block of grey stone. A bronze lock plate is set into the centre of the top of the block. The lock bears a square keyhole. Okay, so I've got to get some sort of key to get past that. The, the lush vegetation at the edge of the path suddenly explodes as a pair of massive pair of thorny mass massive pair of thorny vines streak out of the undergrowth and attempt to ensnare you. Having narrowly dodged a surprise attack, you quickly find yourself engaged in a desperate battle against a deadly plant creature. It's a mass of thorny vines. They shoot out to ensnare you. The vines twist around your torso and squeal with blown splintering force for 13 damage. Okay, let's keep fighting, keep fighting. Using the hail blade, the vines twist around your torso and squeeze you with blown splintering force for 9 damage. On Ota, three points healed. Guess that's something. 73 experience. You spend several moments recovering from the fight and checking over your equipment before preparing to once again set off along the path. Okay, I've gone north and there's something to the west. 
the lush vegetation at the edge of the path suddenly explodes and a massive pair of thorny vines streak out of the undergrowth and attempt to ensnare you. Having narrowly dodged the attack, surprise attack, you quickly find yourself engaged in a desperate battle against a deadly plant creature. Begin combat with a mass of thorny vines. The mass of thorny vines shoot out to ensnare you. And they keep shooting out. They try to squeeze me. 14 damage. I get a bit of healing. Go into battle rage. Stop trying to squeeze me. Yeah. Slain your foe. Use 73 XP. You spend several hours recovering from the fight. And checking over equipment. Before preparing to once again set off along the path. Okay. So... Okay, I'm on the western side, going north. It's another mass of thorny vines. I've got a bit of healing. I've got choked twice in a row for 12 damage. Okay, and keep going, keep going, keep going. And it is slain. 73 XP. And that's the same as... There's another mass of thorny vines. Alright, I got a bit more healing in. Let's get some, let's get a big heal. Big heal. 73 XP for that. Okay, just wandering around a bit. No. Another mass of thorny vines. Squeeze my torso. Bit of healing. Alright, ooh, six healing. Um Almost, I'm pretty much new, pretty much ending these combats in the same, same state I started them in. Really, I just have to last long enough for one of the big heals to come round. There's a small heal, another small heal, and, and slain. 73. You spend several moments recovering from the fight. Check your path. For once, going to once again set off along the path. Suddenly, at the edge of the path, partially concealed by several strewn piece bits, bits of the rock with the slain vine creature, you discover an engraved tin key. Realizing this curious might item must hold some importance, you promptly take possession of it. It's an engraved tin key. This, this, this tin, this tin key bears an engraving that depicts a twelve-fingered hand. The key now safely amongst your other possession, other belongings, you once again resume your trek along the path. Okay, what's there's an alcove in the northwest at at the edge. Edge of this section of the path sits a broad, thick slab of grey stone. The smooth surface of the slab is unmarred in any way. Hmm. Must be something. Something important will happen there eventually. Okay, now going. I went east. There's something in my way. A towering crack statue depicting three massive barbed vines stands in the middle of this section of the path. Countless bones from a myriad of creatures 
lie heaped across the base of the somewhat gruesome monument. While you realise you could attempt to step round the statue and continue on your way, you remain uncertain of the wisdom of such a course. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead anyway. Step past the statue and continue along the path. The moment you approach the statue, the massive monument stirs to life. Before you can retreat along the path, the deadly stone guardian of this strange realm unleashes a fearsome attack. This is a living vine statue. It's an 18 plus, so you're not. So you're not supposed to be able, most people won't be able to take this on. I mean, you, well, not take it on repeatedly anyway. You can use the Wand of Dragonfire to take it on about once, but... It's also got about a thousand health. So you can even... Uh, using Waif Touch. Oh, yeah. So tough. Got this powerful anti-magic aura. Wave touch some more. Keep ah. Uh, I think and keep it down. Take it down. Take it down. Oh, can I use Quick Stone again? Right, cut one more wave touch. I just need to get one hit. Okay, it's slain. 13 experience to necromancy. And more importantly, 1,024 experience to general. With the sharp sound of splintering stone rising into the air, the massive limbing monument crumbles into a heap of rubble, hopelessly wary in the wake of your victory. You spend several minutes recovering from the brutal fight. The path now clear, prepare to resume your exploration. Oh, it's a mass of thorny vines. Just gonna, I'm just going to quick combat that. Alright, and it is slain, 73 XP. Okay, what's this? It's another mass of thorny vines. Yeah, okay, I'm going down, down an alcove on the eastern side. Okay, there's alcoves to the north and to the south to the north. Rising out of the middle of this section of the path is a large block of grey stone. A bronze lock plate is set into the centre of the top of the block. The lock plate bears a triangular keyhole. And this lock plate bears a pentagonal keyhole. Alright, hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to take on any more of those statues. Okay, at the end, end of the passage behind the stupid, the stupidly tough statue lies. As you reach the end of the meandering path, you are drawn to a warm, bronze-hued glow from somewhere up ahead. There, resting on the ground at the very end of the path you've been following, is a small, glowing, bronze-covered gem. Through much smaller than the suspended gem that led you to this strange well, the tiny stone appears identical in every way. For initially wary of just reaching down and taking the gem, a careful examination of the immediate area and an inspection of the stone itself 
helps to set your mind at ease. Without further delay, you take possession of the gem. It's a tiny bronze hue gem. This tiny bronze hue gem, and we do mean tiny, is the size of a very small pebble. This is one of the three gems Chakarok asked you to retrieve from the maze. The instant your fingers close around the pebble-sized stone, your surroundings change. Okay, and that, that, that portal doesn't get me anywhere. You're standing in the alcove in which you first encountered the spinning gem, and more recently, the glowing portal. With the gem you obtained in the well beyond the portal now safely in your possession, you once again prepare to set off through the maze. Okay, I'm, all right, I'm going to be going to the second floor now. Climb down the stairs. Okay, let's just see. I think I'm just... It's a copper guardian. Once again, there's no description of how it attacks you. Don't know why that is. And the the hail blade healed me a bit, which is nice. There's another step of steps that go down to level three. All right, spinning gems. No, no, I'm not messing with these spinning gems yet. Well, actually, hmm. Actually, I think I will examine the spinning gems. This is the south one. Hoping to discover something to indicate whether or not the gem is suspended in mid-air before you is real, you carefully study the glittering stone. Pick pick the number, bonus of 20, 20 from Akar, bonus of 40, 20 from Akania, 20 from Aura, need 100 or more, 42 failure. Despite careful examination of the gem, you remain uncertain as to whether or not it is real. Center of this small alcove, suspended in mid-air, is a large bronze-hued gem. The massive, eye-shaped stone rotates slowly, casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls. You're uncertain as to whether or not this is the real gem. Attempt to take the spinning gem. You carefully reach towards the spinning gem and attempt to take possession of it. Anticipation swiftly turns to dread as your fingers pass through the spinning gem. Broad times of bronze hues energy erupt from the core of the phantasmal stone, causing you to cry out in agony as they wrap themselves around you. 33 stanima points lost. Yep, that's why you only want to touch the wheel gems. You cry out in agony as you struggle to free yourself from the deadly enemy that now energy that now encases you. Pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from might, 20 from body, 10 from spirit. Need 75 or more. Oh, I get hurt a lot. 117 success. In a remarkable display of fortitude and might, you manage to tear, tear your way through of the powerful grasp of the false gem's deadly energy. Breathless and near to exhaustion, you collapse into the floor of out of of the alcove and struggled to fill your heaving lungs. After nearly a minute, you've regained enough strength to stand and you warily return to your feet, only to discover there is no longer any sign of the suspended gem. 
eager to get on with your mission, you quickly check over your equipment for one before preparing to resume your exploration. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to find out which gems are real in this way. Although you could, it's not. It hurts. Who wants to be hurt? Well, well masochists. They want to be hurt, but. But most people, no, they don't. Okay, here's, here's the Guardian. The clank of metal plates and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome sight looms into view out of the pale light ahead. A towering being of copper, nearly 12 feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the copper being approaches, the deadly Guardian of Chagorox's maze suddenly adopts a bright red glow and raises its tall clipped hat claw-tipped hands. It's a copper guardian, and it's glowing. Begin combat with the copper guardian, which is glowing. The enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 21 damage, and then another one, and then another one! Well, well, uh, and I get a little bit of healing. That doesn't really balance out the damage I've done, but it is slain now. 72 XP. The towering copper Benemoth groans as its knees buckle and it gives wet and give way beneath its massive bulk. With the reverberating thud, the fearsome guardian of the maze collapses into a heap. The glow still animating from the remains of the metal guardian suddenly intensifies before slowly fading. As the last faint elements of the glow vanish, the phantasmal readiness of a bronze-hued gem appears before the destroyed defender, only to disappear a, mo mo a split second later. Making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment for once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. Oh, it's another copper guardian. Just going to quick combat that one. Okay. Yep, yep, there's still more of these Copper Guardians to fight. Oh, there might be... Nope. There's another one. I'm going to keep fighting them until I'm fully healed. Using the power of the Hail Blade. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is taking a while. Uh, I think I'll, actually I might I might just pause for a bit while I want while I cure myself by getting punched. Uh, it looks like he actually put a limit of the number of those you can face, presumably because he heard that people were grinding and getting unlimited XP just by wandering around in the same in the same dungeon over and over again. Which is not really fair now, is it? Alright, so I'm going to start exploring the alcoves. Northwest alcove. In the centre of this small alcove, suspended in mid-air, is a large bronze-hued gem. The massive, eye-shaped stone rotates slowly, casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls. Suddenly, the suspended gem flares brightly, dazzling you with brilliance. Of, of the bronze light that floods out of its many facets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the floating gem. 
You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing guardian on this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you identify the wheeljet. With your spirits buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. Okay, that's the northwest explored. Now, North Alcove. Suddenly, the suspended jet flares brightly, dazzling you with the brilliance of the bronze light that floods out of its many facets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the floating gem. You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing guardian on this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you identify the real gem. With your spirits buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. Alright, now I'm moving on to the northeast alcove. Okay, examine the northeastern gem. Hoping to discover something that will indicate whether or not the gem suspended in mid-air before you is real. You carefully study the glittering stone. Now, I know it's real because it hasn't disappeared. Same check as last time, 74, 6, failure. Despite a careful examination of the gem, you are certain as to whether or not it is real. Attempt to take the spinning gem. You carefully reach towards the spinning gem and attempt to take possession of it. You breathe a sigh of relief as your fingers close around the solid form of the spinning gem. As you take possession of the curious stone, you're, sh you're shocked when it suddenly melts away in your grasp and vanishes. A low pulsing hum and a bright white light fill the alcove. Centre of the alcove, of the very spot in which the spinning gem previously floated, hovers a glowing portal. The bright white gate is churning core like the eye of a great storm emits a low pulsing hum. Into the glowing portal I go. The instant you step into the glowing portal, your surroundings change. You're, stand you're standing on a broad path that snakes through a vast, murky swamp. Mist rises from the surface of the dark pools that border the track along which you precariously tread. A thick, grey ceiling of clouds churns endlessly in the dim, sunless sky above. Behind you, hovering only inches above the ground, is the glowing portal through which you entered this strange world. Okay, there seems to be a square around it and four alcoves meeting in the middle. Okay, here's a question mark in the southwest corner. A loud hiss rises above the hin. The hum of the insects that infest this bog has a massive green-scaled serpent slivers onto the path only a few yards in front of you. The, the vicious reptilian predator, easily 20 feet long, slivers forward and attacks, stretching wide its fanged jaws as it prepares to strike. It's a massive serpent. The massive serpent hisses as it lunges forward and strikes. Keeps doing that. Pain weeks whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for 11 damage. Three stamina points healed. Yay! 
Vanaman again, 15 damage. Okay, and it is slain. 18. 18 heal, 73 XP. You spend several moments recovering from the fight and checking over equipment before preparing to once again set off along the path. Suddenly, the edge of the path, almost completely hidden behind some strewn bits of the slain serpent, you take notice of an engraved copper key. Realising this curious item must hold some importance, you promptly take possession of it. Grave copper key, zero encumbrance. This copper key bears an engraving that depicts an 18-fingered hand. With your key now safely in amongst your other belongings, you once again resume your trek along the path. Okay, let's see the north. There's northwest. No. In the northwest corner, there is another massive serpent. Hisses forward and lunges forward and strikes. Two stamina points healed just now. And it is slain. Didn't get a single hit in. 73 XP. You spend several moments recovering from the fight, checking over equipment, before preparing to once again set off along the path. Okay, the north, the edge of this path. Towering, mossy-covered statue of, two, of, of a two-headed serpent stands in the middle of this section of the path. Countless bones from the vast myriad of creatures lie scattered about the base of this fearsome monument. While you realise you could attempt to step around the statue and continue on your way, you remain uncertain of the wisdom of such a course. Hmm, no, no, no. I mean, the last statue was hard. And this one's probably going to be even tougher. And I've used up my quickstone heals and my wonder dragon fire uses. I'm not going to stand a chance. I'm going to head back south. Gotta, gotta find a way round that statue rather than through it. But now another massive serpent has turned up. Just going to give it a good old bashing. Well, slashing actually, because I'm using the the hail blade. Oh, hmm. nope, didn't get a hit in. 73 experience from that anyway. Another massive serpent. Quick combat it. Hmm. Where oh, where am I going to? Silly Hellblade, heal me already. Another massive serpent. Come on, Hellblade. Give me the heals. Alright, that's four. Four healing. That's not good. And it did 7 damage. Okay, I'm slightly ahead on that one. 73 XP. Come on, I'm going to wander around. I want to get into some of these random fights and get healed. Which is precisely what's not supposed to happen when you get into a random battle. The venom of your enemy courses through your veins. And it curses through your veins again. For 17 and then 13 damage. And then 10 damage. Alright, you've slain your foe. 73 XP. Oh dear. I'm not getting enough heals. Another massive serpent. 
Go on, give me the heals. Give me the heals. All right, three, three standard points healed. That's not enough. Because then I take 14 damage. Uh, so I'm ending each fight weaker than when I started, which is what you'd expect. A loud hiss rises above the hum of the insects that infest the bog as a massive green-scaled serpent slivers onto the path only a few yards in front of you. The vicious reptilian predator, easily 20 feet long, slivers forward and attacks, stretching wide its fanged jaws that it prepares to strike. It's another massive serpent. Go on, Hellblade. Okay, four, four healing. That's something. Another four healing, and another four healing. Yay. Okay, I ended another four healing. Okay, I ended this fight with more health than I started. And 73 XP. And that's a good thing. Okay, I'm just going to keep one new around. Let's get into more fights. Or... Nope, oh, here's another one. Another massive serpent. Go on, Hellblade. Give me the heals. Give me the heals. No, I don't want a 12 down special. Got it. Two stamina points healed. That's not good enough. Alright. Oh, nope, I ended that fight weaker. Another massive serpent. Come on. Give me the heals. Give me the heals. Going to battle wage and then out of it and then into it. You've slain your foes. 73 XP. Okay. Come on. Let's just see what happens. Going around the square at the bottom. Round and round I go. Where I stop, I don't know. It's up to the snakes to stop me. Okay, it looks. Alright, what I'm going to do one more loop. And then I'm going to assume that, they've, that the snakes have decided to think better of attacking me. Okay, looks like that, isn't it? Okay, look at the alcove. The edge of this section of the path sits a broad, thick slab of grey stone. The smooth surface of the slab is unmarred in any way. Okay, that was the south alcove. Now the east alcove. Rising out of the middle of this section of the path is a large block of grey stone. A bronze lock plate is set into the centre of the top of the block. The lock plate bears an octagonal hole. Okay, that's octagonal to the north. The north is square. Uh, and what's the west side? Hexagonal, okay. I'm going to start with the square. Let's use that engraved copper key. Actually, going to use it this time. Use. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the copper, the copper key fits snugly into the strange-shaped hole and snaps into place. The careful twist you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the face of the stone block vanishes. 16 XP to general. Okay, onto the hexagonal hole. What sort of magical key is this? It's like it's magic or something. Because it probably is. 
Okay. Hexagonal plate now. Okay, used the engraved copy kick again. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the copper key fits smugly into the strange shaped stone and snaps into place. With a careful twist, you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the face of the stone block vanishes. 16 XP to general. Which shows I'm on the right track. Okay, next on to the octagonal one. Here we are. Octagonal keyhole. Engraved copper key. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the copper key fits snugly into the strangely shaped hole and snaps into place. With a careful twist, you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the stone. So the face of the stone block vanishes. 16 XP to general. Okay, now the southern alcove. The edge of this section of the pass is a broad, thick slab of grey stone. A key-shaped impression has been carved into the centre of the slab. Ooh, I have a key. Engraved. What happens if I try to use the tin key, I wonder? Because I didn't use it on the last floor. Because I fought, I fought the great big statue thing instead. Previously, that wouldn't have worked because it would have just come back, but... Apparently, changes have been made so you can't just keep grinding those statues. Especially because with, with all the with all the various buffs, bonuses people can get now, they could literally just fight them forever. And you know, well, I'm not even talking the mega uber donator people. Even some modest donators could do that. Yeah, so I understand why he changed that. Because otherwise, people would just spend days after days after days just just fighting the same fighting fighting the same statue over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and not having fun. And also, basically, when they when they finally leave the dungeon, they're at max level with everything and don't have anything else to do. Do, but, but, but wait for the next quest. Hmm. And even then, the quests feel less rewarding when the XP portion of the quest reward, you can't do anything with it. Grave tin key. Try using that. No, no, it's not taking that key. I'll have to try the engraved copper key instead. The moment you play you place your engraved copper key into the impression on the slab. It emits a bright white glow and then vanishes. 64 XP to general. As the glow fades, you, you now note that an inscription has replaced the key-shaped impression on the face of the stone slab. The inscription weeds. Unto thee is granted a path of safety. Yay. All right, time to do the safety dance while I go down the safety path. Do, 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 do. 
I, I don't I don't know how the song works. All right, you 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 sing it yourselves. All right, I'm going around that big scary statue, and I'm not even going to look at it because it's because if I look at it, it might get angry and bite my head off. Because as we all know, statues always come to life and try to kill you. They just do. It's just the rules. Okay, now the northern alcove. As you reach the end of the meandering path, you're drawn to a warm, bronze-hued glow from somewhere up ahead. There, resting on the ground at the very end of the path you've been following, is a small, glowing, bronze-coloured gem. Through a much smaller than a suspended gem that lends you to this strange realm, the tiny stone appears identical in every way. For initially wary of just reaching down and taking the gem, a careful examination of the immediate area and an inspection of the stone itself helps to set your mind at ease. Without further delay, you take possession of the gem. It's a tiny, bronze-hued gem. This tiny bronze-hued gem, and we do mean tiny, is the size of a very small pebble. And that is actually a defined size, the size of a pebble. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look that up right now. Just pause while I find it. I've looked it up. Pebbles are 4 millimetres to 64 millimetres. So, presumably, this is a very small pebble. So, this gem is a centimetre across, maybe less. Yes, it's really tiny. I better hope I don't have any holes in my pockets then, because it could fall through. And that would be very embarrassing to explain to Tegorax, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I, I, I found your gem, but then it fell through the pocket and it's now stuck in the light. Now it's stuck in the inside lining of my coat and I can't get it out. Uh, look, I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's a chess piece. Yep, no, that's that's just that's a wake stone. Oh, 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 yeah, here, here it is. Here it is. Well, the other two. Hmm. Well, I put those in my in my trouser pockets, and uh, they're, they're just somewhere on the ground. Well, you better go find them if you want the incredible reward. Hmm. Well, okay, I guess I will. I mean, I haven't been that many places. Well, at least they're shiny. At least they're shiny, so it won't be that hard to find. And then I spend three hours looking around all the le all the levels of this. Uh, uh, could you open the portals to the area where I found the found found the pebbles again? They might be in there. Shh. Fine, says Tagorax, and then I spend hours searching through these three worms to find the pebbles. <laughs> make, make sure I don't drop them again. So anyway, back back to the business at hand. The instant your fingers close around the pebble-sized stone, your surroundings change. The sounding in the alcove in which you first encountered the spinning gem, and more recently, the glowing portal, with the gem you obtained in the well beyond 
the portal now safely in your possession, you once again prepare to set off through the maze. Okay, now time to go down the stairs. You're standing before a set of broad stairs, depths that descend into the lower level of Tagwalk's deadly maze. Climb down the stairs. Taking great care with every step, you descend deeper into Tagwalk's perilous maze. You're standing at the base of a small set of broad steps that climbs to the higher level of Tagwalk's deadly maze. Hmm. So this is pretty much like the first layer, but it's it's on its side. So we've got a, an eight symbol and then alcoves sticking out the side. Okay, west and east, there's some sort of question mark. Presumably a trap. West. Suddenly, it takes only a split second for you to realise you've just stumbled upon a deadly snare. A sharp crackle echoes along the corridor as long, writhing times of blue energy erupt on the floor along this entire section of the passage. Pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from Fevery. 20 from Agility. 10 from Luck. Need to get 75 or more. Or oh, I get shocked. 98. Success. 64 XP to General. In a remarkable display of Agility, you manage to dodge the deadly snare. Now, mindful, you'll need to remain every on your guard in these passages. You quickly resume your mission, eager to retrieve the three gems and escape from the perilous maze. It's a clank of metal plates, and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome light looms into view out of the pale light ahead. Towering being of bronze, easily twelve feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the bronze Benamoth draws near, the deadly guardian of Tagrox's maze raises his massive hammer. It's a bronze guardian. And once again, for reasons, there's no description of how it actually fights you. I'm, I'm going to have to tell tell the GM about that. I mean, I think most people just quick combat everything by the time they get this far in the game, so not that many people have actually seen it. Devastating blow for 29 damage. Okay, and it is slain. 150. 36 experience. The bronzed guardian drops to its knees as its massive hammer slips from its grasp and lands on the floor with an echoing clang. Then, with a loud series of creaks, the strange being collapses into a heap of bent metal. To making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment for once again setting off through the giant's deadly maze. I'm really starting to run out of health now. It's another bronze guardian. Okay, I'm, I'm getting so low on health, I might have to manually heal. Ha <laughs> ha! No, I don't. The hail blaze shimmers brightly as you are healed by its magic. 174 stamina points. 
have been restored to your total, and I am fully healed. But then it smashes through my defences with a devastating blow for 25 damage. Okay, yeah. Now, I'm just going... Right now, I'm just going to... 136 experience. The Bronze Guardian drops to its knees. As a, as a massive hammer slips from its grasp and lands on the floor with an echoing clang. Then, with a loud series of creaks, the strange being collapses into a heap of bent metal. To making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, he spend a few moments checking over equipment before once again setting off through the deadly, giant's deadly maze. Okay... Okay, now I'm, I'm just going to tell the GM about the lack of description. Okay, now the, I've gone to the round to the eastern side. There's another question mark, another trap. It takes you only a split, suddenly, it takes you only a split second to realise you've just stumbled upon a deadly snare. Without warning, the walls on either side of the passage shoot out towards you. Pick a number. Bonus of 50, 20 from thievery, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Nearly 75 or more, or I get squished. 107 success. 64 XP to general. In a remarkable display of skill and agility, you manage to dodge the deadly snare. Now mindful, you need to remain ever on your guard in these passages. You quickly resume your mission, eager to retrieve the three gems. An escape from this perilous maze. Okay, just now I'm wandering all around. Okay, here we are. The glowing bronze guardian. The clack of metal plates and the groan of heavy joints fills the passage as a fearsome sight looms into view out of the pale light ahead. A towering being of bronze, easily twelve feet tall, stomps towards you along the corridor. As the bronze Benamoth draws near, the deadly guardian of Tagrox's maze suddenly adopts a bright red glow and mate raises its massive hammer. It's a bronze guardian and it's glowing. Still no description of its attack. That's just a, you know, just, just a, just a sort of mission. Doesn't matter to most players, because I think most players quick combat everything by the time they get this far. Even though the battle descriptions of the attacks are really fun, especially the descriptions of the special attacks. I got healed for six points. And then healed for two points. I have slain this foe. 136 XP. The bronze guardian drops to its knees as its massive hammer slips from its grasp and lands on the floor with an echoing clang. Then, with a loud series of creaks, the strange being collapses to a heap of bent metal. The glow still emanating from the remains of the metal guardian suddenly intensifies before slowly fading. As the last faint remnants of the glow vanish, the phantasmal likeness of a bronze-hued gem appears before above the destroyed defender, only to disappear a split second later. After making certain there are no more of the guardians nearby, 
You spend a few moments checking over your equipment before once again setting off through the dead giant's deadly maze. Okay. Now I can find now I can instantly find out which gems are real and which aren't. Okay, southwest gem. Didn't nothing happened. It's another bronze guard, just gonna quick combat that. Another 136 experience. Northwest alcove. Suddenly. The suspended gem flares brightly, dazzling you with the brilliance of the bronze light that floods out of its many facets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the floating gem. You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing guardian of this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you to identify the real gem. With your spirits buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. Okay, now let's give the northeastern alcove a look. Here we go. The centre of this small alcove, suspended in mid-air, is a large bronze-used gem. The massive, eye-shaped stone rotates slowly, casting its pale glitter off the surrounding walls. Suddenly, the suspended gem flares brightly, dazzling you with the brilliance of the bronze light that floods out of its many facets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the floating gem. You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing garden on this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you to identify the real gem. With your spirits buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. It's another bronze guardian. Quick combat. 136 XP, drops its hammer, collapses, I check for other guardians and move on. Okay, and here we are. Oh, yep, it's another gem. Suddenly, the suspended gem flares brightly, dazzling you with the brilliance of the bronze light, floods out its many facets. Moments later, when the glow fades, there is no longer any sign of the floating gem. You suddenly realise your defeat of the glowing guardian on this level of Tagorok's maze has likely played a role in helping you to identify the real gem. With your spirit buoyed by this realisation, you immediately prepare to continue your mission and resume your exploration. Okay. Only the southwestern gem remains, which means by default that is the real gem. Examine the spinning gem. Carefully study the glittering stone. Here's the check again. Forty bonus. Twenty from Akania. Twenty from all. I need a hundred or more. Success. After carefully examining the gem, all but certain that it is real. Taint. You're reasonably certain this is the real gem. Attempt to take the spinning gem. You carefully reach towards the spinning gem and attempt to take possession of it. You breathe a sigh of relief as your fingers close around the solid form of the spinning gem. As you take possession of the curious stone, you're shocked when it suddenly melts away in your gasp and vanishes. A low pulsing hum and a bright white light now fill the alcove. 
in the centre of the alcove, over the very spot in which the spinning gem previously floated, hovers a glowing portal. The bright white gate is churning core like the eye of a great storm amidst a low pulsing hum. Step into the glowing portal. The instant you step into the glowing portal, your surroundings change. You're standing on a wide, stony path that twists its way across a bleak landscape strewn with boulders and heaps of scattered rock. A thick grey ceiling of clouds churns endlessly in a dim, sunless sky above. Behind you, hovering only inches above the ground, the glowing portal through which you entered this strange realm. Can I start in the southwest, and I go east? A violent tremor beneath your feet suddenly sends you staggering backwards. Only seconds before the ground suddenly explodes, showering you with dirt and rubble. A hulking creature of stone, vaguely humanoid in appearance, rises out of the newly formed crater and attacks, bellowing loudly as it swipes out at you with its broad fists. It's a stone creature. Just creature. What sort of creature? I don't know. I'm not native to this section of the Nevernus. The hulking stone creature swats at you with its massive fists. And the Hellblade heals me again. Thank you, Hellblade. Keeps the swatting, smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 38 damage. And it is slain. 73 XP. You spend several moments recovering from the fight and checking over your equipment before once again preparing to set off along the path. Okay, so there's an alcove. There's, there's all right. There's the alcove so it's S shapes, but this is a shortcut. Pentagonal keyhole, rising out of the middle of this section of the path, is a large block of grey stone. A bronze lock plate is set into the centre of the top of the lock. The lock bears pentagonal keyhole. It's another stone creature. Just burst out of the ground. Swats at you with his massive fists. Devastating blow for 25 damage. After one for 23 damage. Devastating blow for 39 damage. Four stamina points healed. Doesn't really matter much. When we're getting 40 damage in a shot. 73 XP. You spend several moments recovering from the fight. Checking over your quick before preparing to set off once again along the path. Okay. The edge of this set... Okay, I've got, got to the... Got to one corner of the S-bend. At the edge of this section of the path is a broad, thick slab of grey stone. The sewer surface of this slab is unmarred in any way. Then there's lock plate with a hexagonal keyhole. Okay, I'm going along the S pass, the other corner, another stone creature. A violent tremor beneath your feet sends you staggering backwards. Only seconds before the ground suddenly explodes, showing you with dirt and rubble. A hulking creature of stone, vaguely humanoid in appearance, rises out of the newly formed crater and attacks, bellowing loudly as it swipes out of you with broad fists. It's a stone creature, a 
and I give it an attack. Slaughtered you with this hulking, massive fists. Well, the creature is hulking, and its fists are massive. Smashes through your defensive, devastating blow, 32 damage. And then another one for 29 damage. That's unfair. Stop attacking me. 33 damage, devastating blow. Uh, but nevertheless, it is slain. 73 XP. You spend several moments recovering from the fight and checking over equipment, preparing to once again set off along the path. Alright, going along the main S path. Square, circular keyhole, this one. Bronze lock bait is set into the top of the block. Alright. And it's another stone creature. Swats at you with its massive fists. Smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 24 damage. Okay. 36 damage. Bit of healing. 27 damage. And another bit of healing. Okay. 73 XP. We spent several moments recovering from the fight. Check your equipment before preparing to once again set off along the path. Suddenly. The edge of the path, tucked under some of the strewn, shattered remains of the same being of stone, you find an engraved bronze key. Realising this curious item must hold some importance, you promptly take possession of it. It's an engraved bronze key. This, this bronze key bears an engraving that depicts a 15-fingered hand. <laughs> Creepy. What with, with the key now safely tucked in amongst your other belongings, you once again resume your trek along the path. Okay. Going past, past the circular keyhole. Go west. It's another stone creature. Just going to bash that. 30 damage from a devastating blow, then 32 Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, wonder. Nope, can't use the Wonder Dragon Fire. Alright, free heal. Right. Oh, God. I've only got six health left. Gonna use Restoration. Alright, and it is slain. Okay, okay, I've, I've been pushing my luck too far. I'm going to have to heal out of combat now. You can spend several moments recovering from the fight and checking over your equipment before, once, before preparing to once again set off along the path. Okay, a bit of healing. It's another stone creature. Yeah, squats with its massive stone fists. Devastating blow, 28 damage, then 29 damage. Keep fighting it. Bit of healing, not enough though. <laughs> Alright, 42, 42 healing after the battle, and 73 XP. Spend some time recovering from the fight. Okay, there we are. Now I keep going along the S passage, and here. A towering, vine-entangled statue of a hulking stone figure stands in the middle of this section of the path. Countless bones from a vast myriad of creatures lie strewn about, 
at the foot of the gruesome monument. Well, you realize you could attempt to step round the statue and continue on your way. You remain uncertain as the wisdom of this course. I am certain it is very unwise. I'm heading back west. It's going to be a super tough thing to fight. It's another stone creature. Just going to quick combat it. 73 XP from that. Okay. Circular keyhole. I guess that's the first. Alright. Time to use the engraved bronze key. Use it. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the bronze key fits snugly into the strange-shaped hole and snaps into place. With a careful twist, you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the face of the stone block vanishes. Now, has anything happened to my key, though? I'm just curious. Nope, no, nothing has happened to the actual key itself. Okay, this is hexagonal. And this is pentagonal. Okay, I'll move pentagonal first, using grave bronze key. Yep. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the bronze key fits snugly into the strangely shaped hole and snaps into place. With a careful twist, you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the face of the stone block vanishes. 16 XP to general. And then here's the last one, hexagonal keyhole. Use the engraved bronze key. Despite what you initially assumed would be an odd fit, the bronze key fits smugly into the strangely shaped hole and snaps into place. With a careful twist, you gently turn the key. The result is a sharp click. Much to your surprise, the moment you remove the key, the hole set into the face of the stone block vanishes. 16 XP to general. Alright. Now, key shape. Now I go back to the grey stone that was previously unmarked. And now a key shaped impression has been carved into the centre of the flag. Centre of the slab. Use the engraved bronze key, which is now gone. Moment you place your engraved bronze key into the impression on the slab, it emits a bright white glow and then vanishes. 64 XP to general. As the glow fades, you now note an inscription has replaced the key shaped impression on the face of the stone slab. The inscription reads Onto thee is granted a path of safety. Stone creature again. No, get out of my way, stupid stone creature. Alright, just gonna just keep slashing away. Uh, good job I don't get any any weapon damage, otherwise I'd be this would cost me a fortune to fight those beasts. 73 XP, a bit of healing. You spend several moments recovering from the fight, checking over equipment, before preparing to once again set off along the path. 
Okay, let's see. Okay, there's an alcove that just lets me slip past that big tough statue. As you reach the end of the meandering path, you are drawn to a warm, bronze-hued glow from somewhere up ahead. There, resting on the ground, the very end of the path you've been following, is a small, glowing, bronze-hued gem. Through much more than a suspended gem that led you into this very stra this strange realm, the tiny stone appears identical in every way. Though initially wary of just reaching down and taking the gem, a careful examination of the immediate area and an inspection of the stone itself helps you to set your mind at ease. Without further delay, you take possession of the gem. It's a tiny hued bronze gem. It's like the other ones. This tiny hued bronze gem, and we do mean tiny, the size of a very small pebble. This is one of the three gems Tagorak's asked you to retrieve from the maze. The instant your fingers close around the pebble-sized stone, your surroundings change. Okay, I've now got the three gems. I guess it's got time to time to climb up to the top level and tell Tagorax. Climb up the stairs some more. There we are in the middle of the first level. From this. You're standing in the very spot in which you first appeared in Tagorak's maze. The broad, dimly lit passage heads north and south from here. From this location, you may head, call out to the bronze giant. Should you wish to, call out for Tagorax. With a firm, clear voice, you call out for Tagorax. Only a few moments later, your call is echoed by the thundering voice of the giant as it rolls along the dimly lit passage, seemingly from every direction. So you've done it! Booms the deep, resonating voice of the bronze giant, as if your success was ever in doubt. A strange, unsettling feeling comes over you, as everything suddenly glows black. Tagrock's thundering laughter echoes all around you, the darkness lifts, and you find yourself standing at the feet of the towering bronze giant. He smiles and asks you to give give him the three gems. You promptly will comply with the demand. Tagorak studies the gems for several moments before placing them into a pouch that hangs from his skull-adorned chain belt. A pouch that is easily large enough to hold a small ogre. You are indeed ready for what lies ahead, he says, turning his softened gaze back upon you. Though that does not suggest that what lies ahead is going to be easy. The place you, you'll soon visit is both wondrous and terrible in so many ways. But you are ready. You have always been ready. The giant becomes suddenly aware of the four. You suddenly become aware of the ferocity of Tagorak's there. The, uh, the giant's shining blue eyes look like glistening jewels in the pale light of the cavernous hall. You have seen me before, he says, fidgeting with a pouch. Or at least I believe you have. 
Well, I dare say you would not now remember it. That was another time and place, through no less perilous than that which you now occupy. You have already done great things, Soup. There was so much more to accomplish. Let it begin here and now. The great, the great giant opens his pouch on his belt, and a dazzling bronze-fueled light floods the corridor. Strange, indistinct shapes begin to swim through your light. As it what swim through the light as it washes over you before swiftly fading. Your melee waiting has been permanently increased by two. Your stamina points have been permanently increased by three. And your Neville Reserve has been permanently increased by one. I have given you nothing, says Takarok, smiling. I've only unlocked that which has always been within you. Mm. Nice, very nice. Tagrox motions with his left hand to the passage behind you. Almost at once, a sharp, crackling sound fills the corridor, and you turn to find the energy wind portal once again hovering at the edge of the hall. The bronze giant shrugs and then laughs. I ask you to take care, Zoop, he says, his voice rolling through through the passage like the distant like the rumble of distant thunder. And I wish you good luck on the island. Wisdom and, wisdom and skill supplant love in almost every instant, of course. But a little good fortune never hurt anyone. Perhaps we'll meet again on those shores. Hurry. Your way home is beginning to disappear. You bid the giant farewell, then taking one last look around the cavernous hall, you turn and step into the swirling core of the magical gate. Everything goes black. A split second later, the darkness melts away, and you once again find yourself standing in the alley in which you first encountered the portal. A sharp crackle from behind you, followed by silence, signals the closing of the energy wind portal. You turn to find only a thin wisp of smoke and a rapidly fading wing of haze hovering over the spot previously occupied by the magical gate. Much as you had expected, there is no sign of the dark-haired woman to be had anywhere along the alley. As you turn to make your way back out into the wide avenue, your thoughts return to the bronze giant Tagorox. Despite your inability to recall precisely where you've seen his shining blue eyes before, you remain certain that your recent encounter was not the first instant in which you've come under that fierce gaze. You wonder what also at his description of a dark-haired woman as a thief, what implications the revelation may hold for the future. Stepping out onto the alley, out of the alley and onto the street, you suddenly realise that dusk has grabbed its cloak of gloom over the witherport. For not yet in violation of the city's strictly imposed curfew, you have no desire to run afoul of it, nor to spend any longer than is entirely necessary on the darkening streets of the Alderstone. Heading off along the lane, keen to reach the warmth of the fire, begin to contemplate your next task, and promptly decide that it will be a journey to the shores of Sangard Isle. 
intrigued by Tagrock's repeated mention of the island and eager to reunite with Talibois. You reason your attempt to cross the crossing of the Saan before it is fully in grip with encroaching season. A sudden chilling thought comes to the fore of your mind as you hasten down a deserted lane that runs along the quarry side. Despite your best efforts to discard the thought, you're suddenly unable to ignore the fleeting, dreamlike notion you've already set foot on the Forbidden Isle. That finishes this adventure with 5,120 experience to general and 512 experience to all skills and powers. And well, we can't go to we can't go to San yet. Well, we can't go to San again yet. It's just not been made. But anyway, that is enough for now. Next time we'll do something else. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.